Hello, my friend, and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me today. In this episode, I want to talk about the power of preaching. Being a minister of the gospel myself, this message is dear to my heart. I know how important it is to believe in the power of preaching. In the previous episode for this podcast, I talked about Jonah the prophet. In that episode, Jonah refused to preach to the people of Nineveh as God had told him to. God did two things aimed at getting Jonah's attention. One, he sent a raging storm out on the waters when Jonah was on the ship. And number two, God prepared a big fish and Jonah was in the belly of that fish for three days. That's where I pick up things today. After all that Jonah had done to try and escape the presence of God, God's mandate for Jonah to preach to the people of Nineveh had not gone away. God had given him a message for the people of Nineveh and they needed to hear that message. And I believe that for these times in which we live, people today need to hear a word from the Lord. One thing that will be abundantly clear in this episode is how powerfully lives can be impacted by a word from the Lord. As you know, because of Jonah's disobedience, God prepared a big fish to swallow him up. After being in the belly of that fish for three days, Jonah was glad to go and preach the message of doom to the people of Nineveh. Now, I don't want to read too much into what I'm about to say, but here is some food for thought. God gave Jonah a task. Jonah didn't want to do it, but God was not taking no for an answer as witnessed by what he did to Jonah. So I'm just wondering, how does God take it when he gives us an assignment and we just cast it aside? Of course, I don't mean to imply that he will take us through something like he did Jonah, but it's just something to think about. Okay, with a little encouragement or maybe a lot of encouragement from God, Jonah was glad to go and do what God had told him to. Actually, Jonah, once he decided to obey God, he had quite a distance to get to Nineveh from where he now was. You see, Jonah was farther away from Nineveh than he was when God first spoke to him. You see, instead of going east to Nineveh when God first spoke to him, he fled and went west to the seacoast. Now he has to go east just to get back to where he initially was. 
and then he has to continue east to get to Nineveh. My point is that because of his disobedience, he has a longer road to travel. Sometimes when we disobey God, we make it harder on ourselves. Now, let's talk about what Jonah's message to Nineveh was. Verse 4, Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That was his message. That was his sermon. In forty days, Nineveh will be overthrown. Now let me try to paint the setting for you. Jonah is going on enemy territory. He's not going to the fellow Jews or Hebrews. He's going to the Gentiles and not just any Gentiles, but to Nineveh, the capital of Assyria, the world empire at that time. He's not just on the outskirts of the city where he can shout out his message and run. He's a day's journey into the city on foreign soil. That's like God sending me to an extremist Arab country to stand on their land and pronounce judgment upon the people there. To me, that would be very unsettling. Okay, so we heard Jonah's message. In 40 days, Nineveh will be overthrown. Now let's look at the people's response. According to verse 5, the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and ashes and caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink. So when the king got the message that Jonah had preached, he arose from his throne and decreed a fast of man and beast. Wow, that is powerful. That one message from God can cause that kind of response from this great city. From the king down to the beast, the city humbled itself before the Lord. I submit that God was not surprised by this kind of response to Jonah's message. Jonah had no idea how things were going to turn out, but God knew. You see, man looks on the outward appearance but God looks on the heart. He knew that the people of Nineveh were ready to respond to such a message. So we've talked about Jonah's message. We've talked about how the people responded. Now let's talk about how God responded. According to verse 10, God saw their works that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. Whoa. 
So God took Jonah through all of that out on the Mediterranean Sea and in the belly of the big fish just to change his mind. Jonah said exactly what God told him to say, and now God's not going to do what he had told Jonah to tell the people that he was going to do. Perhaps you say, or some say, I have real problems with how that turned out. God sent Jonah to tell the people what he was going to do, and after the people repented, God changed his mind. Well, I want you to know that how that turned out is consistent with the character of God. Let me read a couple of verses from Jeremiah chapter 18, beginning at verse 7. Here's what God says. At what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up and to pull down and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. That's exactly what happened when the people repented after Jonah preached. When God saw them repent and fast, and cover themselves in sackcloth and ashes, God changed his mind. Of course, what we see here in the case of Jonah is a single example of the power of preaching. But in the Bible, we have more sustained examples. For example, Jesus came on earth preaching the gospel. For three years or thereabouts, he leveraged the power of preaching and started a revolution. Everywhere he went, the people thronged him almost 2,000 years ago, and we are still talking about Jesus. Then after him, he sent the apostles to spread the gospel through preaching, and they were accused of having turned the world upside down, and no force of opposition on earth could silence their message. From what we can see in the scriptures, Jonah's sermon was but one verse long. He said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That's all that's recorded in the scripture. Listen, the power of his message was not in the length of it or because he showed up. Its power was rooted in whose message he proclaimed and in who was with him when he preached. Listen, friend, the power of preaching is not rooted in the length of a sermon. The communication skills of a preacher or the fact that the preacher shows up, but it is rooted in whose message the preacher proclaims and in the one who is with them because he sent that preacher. That is what gives the gospel its power to impact and change lives. Praise God. I believe in the awesome power of preaching. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul writes, 
I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Anyone who preaches the gospel should find much encouragement in what I'm talking about today. It is imperative that we believe in the awesome power of the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Praise God. Hey, listen, friend, I want to thank you for joining me today. That brings us to the close of this episode. I hope that you are blessed during our time together as we talked about the power of preaching. Until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.